Hello and welcome to our prayer and reflection from Black Horse Road Baptist Church for Sunday the 16th of August. We're going to start our time together today by reading from Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boasts in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for young people who have received exam results last week and for those who will be receiving their results this week. We pray that they may know your presence. May they know their worth and value is not based on their academic achievement, but on your great love. Help them to trust in your goodness, to fix their eyes firmly on you, and please guide their steps along the path before them. We pray too for our government and pray that you will give them wisdom as they deal with the difficulties caused by the coronavirus. We pray that you will help them to govern well. We pray for your blessing upon our Prime Minister and the Cabinet, upon the opposition parties upon all of our members of parliament we pray too for our local community we ask that in these difficult times the light of your love and grace will shine into people's hearts and that they may know the peace of god that passes all understanding we thank you lord for the promise of that psalm that you are close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. And we thank you for your love and care for us. In Jesus' name. Amen.
the theme for our Sundays over the month of August is the heart. And we are looking at uh, key verses from the Bible about our heart. Today's key verse is Psalm 34 and verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. An example of someone who felt brokenhearted and crushed is Ruth. The story of Ruth goes like this. Naomi and her husband Elimelech lived in Bethlehem, but there was a famine, so they took their sons to live across the river in the country of Moab. Their sons grew up and married Ruth and Orpah. They were Moabite girls. Then sadness struck. Dun, dun, dun! Elimelech died, and a few years later, both Naomi's sons died too. Naomi must have felt heartbroken, like life wasn't worth living anymore. In those days, it was really important to have men in the family to help you survive. Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem as the famine was over. Ruth and Orpah set out to go with her, but she said it would be better for them to stay in Moab and find new husbands. Orpah cried and returned to Moab, but Ruth said, don't ask me to leave you. I will go wherever you go. My people will be your people and your God will be my God. Back in Bethlehem, Ruth and Naomi were living on the corn that Ruth picked up after the reapers dropped it as they harvested. The field belonged to Boaz, a relative of Naomi's. Boaz was very kind to Ruth and eventually they got married. I think Ruth must have been scared about living in a different country, but she settled down and made Naomi very happy. So we have heard already a reading from Psalm 34 and Iris telling us the story of Ruth. And we're bringing the psalm and the book of Ruth together with the theme, A Broken Heart That God Heals. Uh, If you haven't been around for the last few weeks, you may not know that we're looking at the theme of the heart over the summer. And so far we've looked at the story of Mary, Jesus's mother, as someone with a heart devoted to God. And the story of the rich man, a heart distracted from God. So this week we're thinking about a broken heart that God heals. And what story better illustrates that than the story of Naomi? She experienced the worst in human tragedy, not only the loss of her husband, but then also her two sons both died. The pain of losing a child is unlike any other. Doreen Lawrence, whose son Stephen was murdered in a racist attack in 1993, spoke at a memorial service for him 20 years later. She says, the pain of losing someone never goes away. We just learn to live with it at cost. Over the years as a family, we've learned to mourn in different ways, not daring to speak out loud about our feelings. I always try to look forward and focus on the positives since Stephen's murder but my pain is raw, as is that of my children. Doreen and so many others live with a broken heart. I haven't personally experienced this sort of grief, but I have been close to friends who have, and I've watched them as they try to work through all of the emotions connected with this experience of a broken heart. I've seen them realise that they're not going to feel better, that this experience is not going to go away but that they're going to have to live differently from now on. 
Looking at Naomi in our Bible story, she was overcome with grief. When she returned to Bethlehem, she even changed her name as a result of this experience. The name Naomi means pleasant, and she told people to call her Mara, which means bitter. She was devastated, broken. But we also see by the end of the story in chapter four, it says, uh, then the women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord, for he has not left you this day without a redeemer, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. So by the end of the book, we can see that God has provided for Naomi in a way she didn't think possible at the beginning of the book. This has brought joy to Naomi and uh, she recognises God's hand in bringing these good things into her life. Ruth, her daughter-in-law who loves her, Boaz, a man to marry Ruth and provide for the whole family, and then a child, a grandchild for Naomi. And these things do bring her joy. And perhaps she's not as willing as she was in chapter one to say, the Almighty has brought calamity upon me. But I think if we know anything about grief, we know that her pain will not have gone away. A few years ago, when I had small children, I think I maybe had two by then, I experienced what they describe as baby brain, which is a real thing. Scientists say that it causes poor decision making, lack of attention and focus and forgetfulness. I inexplicably got out a handheld electric mixer. If you're squeamish, cover your ears now. I got out a handheld electric mixer and I held it by the whisks and then I plugged it in. Suffice to say the meringue was not edible after that and I had to go to hospital. So one of my fingers, the one that it most affects, you won't be able to see it on the audio, but I still can't quite bend it properly. The other hand just works fine, but this one, I can't bend it all the way down. And this happened about 12 years ago. So from the outside, my hand looks totally fine, but it doesn't quite work the way it used to. Just to say the good news is that the same study showed that this loss of grey matter was restored after two years. So I'm back in my peak zone of brain workingness. But I wonder if grief is a little bit like that. After losing someone 10 years later, 20 years later, we look all right on the outside, but something has changed inside and we're not quite the same anymore. Things just don't work the same. Just to say that brokenheartedness doesn't have to come from the death of a loved one. We can experience grief and brokenheartedness through all sorts of situations, big ones and small, small ones. When friendships go wrong, if we move school and we don't get to be with our friends anymore, all those things still matter, even if they don't seem as big as what other people are going through. Which is why this psalm, which Maria read for us, is so beautiful. Look at what the psalmist says about God in verse 18. God is near to the brokenhearted. Or in the message version of the Bible, it says, if your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. We do understand that as Christians, we're not shielded from the difficult things in life. But when we go through them, we know that God is right there with us. We are never alone as we face difficulty, pain or grief. That is true for all of us, whatever we're going through, whether we're young, facing difficulty at school or at home, or whether we're old and the pain from the past is still with us. God is near to the brokenhearted. 
And in the story of Naomi, we see that not only was God with her and helped her in her pain, but he also brought restoration to her and healing to her in her circumstances. Nothing could take away that pain from the past, but God brought her joy again in this life by having Ruth as her faithful daughter-in-law and Ruth finding a husband. God can bring healing to our hearts through our situations and through his comfort and peace. But even the good things that God brings in this life is merely a shadow of what is to come. We may experience partial healing in this life from pain, but in heaven there will be full restoration, as heaven is a place where God will wipe away every tear. And we long for and we look forward to that. Last week on one of the hottest days of the year, Dave and I took the boys skiing in the snow centre in Hennel Hempstead, which was a genius idea, if you ask me. Dave and Daniel have been skiing before, so they were allowed a pass to go on the big slope. Ben, Tom, Reuben and I were having our first lesson on the nursery slope. Afterwards, a friend texted me to ask how the skiing was. I wasn't totally sure I could reply because even after an hour's lesson, I wasn't totally sure I'd done any skiing. I mean, I, I did scoot down some small slopes. I don't know if you could really call it skiing. Dave and Daniel had the full experience of swooshing down the slopes. But although I enjoyed what I did, it wasn't really skiing. And I think often that's our experience of healing in this life. We can see what God has done within us to bring healing, but we're not getting the full experience of the freedom that will be ours in heaven. Freedom from pain, suffering, embracing the full healing that God will bring when he transforms our lowly bodies into heavenly bodies. So in the meantime, let's continue to seek the Lord in our difficulty and pain, knowing that he promises that he will be close. Here's a few more verses from that psalm that Maria read to us. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And we can see in those verses that the psalmist is seeking the Lord. He's looking to the Lord. He's crying out to the Lord. And that's an encouragement for all of us to do the same. As we finish our time together, join me in saying the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.